a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And I don't know if you saw over the weekend, uh, a really interesting uh, thing started to play out in Europe. And uh, granted, we don't we don't tackle enough sports on this show. We we did uh, we did honor uh, the uh, the awesome Jackie Robinson Day on Thursday and Friday last week, and uh, so we do get to sports when we can, but we rarely, if ever, get to soccer. Uh, and most sports programs don't. So I thought we better call in Alex Curry today to uh, to help us break down what happened uh, in Europe's. Uh, soccer uh, over the weekend. Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Boyd, it's a sad day when uh, I have to be your <laughs> soccer expert. Uh, no, but I mean, it's a, it was a weird thing. So w- what happened, and I was I couldn't believe the headlines. Yeah. So, it, so soccer obviously is the biggest sport in the world. Around 4 billion people, you know, like actually tune in on a weekly basis to leagues around the world, which, you know, we pale in comparison, even our biggest, you know, football, college football, all those things. So soccer obviously is a massive deal. And Europe has these massive leagues. You have, uh, uh, you know, the top of the of the spear is is the English Premier League. You have the uh, the Spanish La Liga. You have the Bundesliga in Germany. And you have uh, Spain, or you have Italy with their uh, with their league also. And you have a problem, which is a bunch of these really top 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 teams, which I'm talking about in terms of worth. They're like all worth, like the Yankees are worth here <laughs> in the United States. Yeah, they have massive massive spending power, and uh, the biggest teams in Europe, uh, in Italy, Spain, and in the English Premier League, all said, at least a handful of them said, they are going to break off uh, and make, not threaten to break off, that they are breaking off as soon as they can make it possible to make an, a European Super League, the ESL. And they've coined it the ESL. This is a problem because there's a governing body in Europe uh, called UEFA that does all of the cups, all of the tournaments, all of the leagues are all uh, governed by this European soccer body. And the biggest team said, we feel like we can make more money on our own doing this European Super League. We don't like how the Champions League is set up, which yeah. is the tournament that's set up for these other teams to be able to play each other. Because obviously you want to see the English Premier League against some of the Italian teams, against the Spain yeah. teams, against... Yeah, you want to see all that. But uh, they, they feel like the setup is not good. Uh, more importantly, they feel like that there's not enough money to be made. There's plenty of money to be made. But they want to make even more. Uh, certainly the owners do. And they the fans are absolutely bonkers, boy. They are so mad, and they should be, because it's a bunch of rich teams and a bunch of rich players and a bunch of rich owners who are saying, we're going to break up what the entire uh, setup is like, and you're going to have to suffer for this as fans. You're going to have to deal with this. And you know what? You're going to watch these teams because they're the best in Europe. And yeah. you know what? We probably will. <laughs> Uh, it, it is so fascinating, and of course, it's, it's interesting uh, to to juxtapose that against some of the the chatter, anyway, that's going on here in the United States. Of course, there's uh, a number uh, in Congress right now talking about uh, Major League Baseball in particular and uh, rescinding its uh, uh, anti uh, you know competitive practices and things that they got right. kind of grandfathered in. Uh, do you think that could ever happen in the U.S. that you could have 
you know, the top 12 teams of, of Major League Baseball or the NBA say, you know what, we don't really like the governing right. body. We can do better, and so we're just going to go on our own? No, interestingly enough, we already have it. I mean, the NBA and uh, the NFL, these are the top of the list when it comes to franchising. They are locked in. Now, these other leagues, they have relegation, which we don't even understand here because we don't get that. If you're not doing well, you're gone. You know, like the, the Clippers in the 80s would never have been they back in the made NBA. Yeah. Right. And so, like, like this is, this is uh, you know, so relegation is the fear that these teams have to motivate themselves to get better. Uh, the pay scale is massive there. And the NBA is locked out. These are the franchises. You can never be relegated. In the yeah. NFL, you can never be relegated. Now, college football, on the other hand, we're trying to figure out a way to make that uh, like almost its, its own business in that sense. But honestly, Boyd, what these European owners are doing, and some of them are owned by American groups, yeah. they're looking at the NBA model, they're looking at the NFL model, and they're going, what if we could just always have the biggest branded teams always in this league we would never threaten they would never be threatened with relegation and we could just cash in on that every year the same schedules the same teams these huge teams that have billions of followers literally i mean yeah. liverpool liverpool in england has a massive following tottenham manchester chelsea uh, man city these are all the teams that have said we're already breaking off and so you've threatened them with the top of the league the biggest fan bases no teams in france or in uh or in germany are going with this at all and none of the leagues i mean the english premier league says uh, if you break off and do this like we're not the uefa uefa <laughs> said it, uefa said if you players do this, you're not going to play in the World Cup. We're going to ban you. Oh, and wow. these players, they're they're just they're just going to stand pat and see if their if their power, that cachet they have as players, is going to be strong enough. And these owners feel like it's going to be enough. Yeah, uh, the the tugs and pulls on all this are so interesting from the player standpoint, the owner standpoint, the league standpoint. You've got cities and and states. Uh, that all have vested interest in these things. And you've it's got set stadiums. up perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's set up perfect. They have it all set. Like, we are jealous of this set setup that they have. Because not only do they get – I mean, imagine if, if football was so big, American football was so big, that we'd have American champions and South American champions and European champions. And then all the time, we were all getting together and playing each other still. That's what they already have. Yeah. And they still are trying to break away and make this Super League. And they the owners think that they could make, per club, around $500 million in revenue every year. Wow. Fascinating stuff. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you will break this down with our, with our good friend Scott Mitchell on, on Rival tonight. Uh, again, not often you get to talk soccer, but uh, this is a good reason I'll have to, to do I'll it. have to twist Scott's leg for sure. To yeah. be able to, I'll introduce it as a different sport, and I'll say, hear me out. We're not talking soccer. I'll say football a few times in here, and then we'll get to it. Then you'll get to it. Good stuff. Yeah. Alex Curie, always appreciate your insight. This is a fascinating topic. We'll come back to this soon. All right, we'll see you, Boyd. All right, that's Alex Curie uh, from KSL News Radio's Unrivaled, uh, which you can catch uh, later on today. He and Scott Mitchell will go at it on uh, all of the breaking news of the day as it relates to the world of sports. And again, I just find this a really interesting test case in in terms of what is the power. As Alex said, you know, the power of the players. How how much is it really? Can they really? Uh, break off and and do this without having uh, a real negative impact on their own livelihood. And so it's interesting to see how that uh, comes around and goes around. Uh, Major League Baseball, of course, is uh, is facing challenges in Congress in terms of uh, things that they have been grandfathered into uh, as it relates uh, to the antitrust exemption uh, that's still in place uh, for Major League Baseball owners, team owners. And uh, there's lots of interesting debates on, on how all of that plays out. And, uh, of course, all of that on the 
uh, the backdrop of, of a lot of what has taken place over the past year as it relates to sports uh, in terms of players recognizing the platform that they have uh, and then using it in, in ways that they are comfortable with and passionate about. And uh, is, that a, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is it uh, hurting sport? Is it helping sport? Is it uh, helping our communities have different conversations? Uh, that's, of course, where, we're, where we really want to get to is what is this ultimately doing uh, for our communities? And is it elevating uh, and doing some of the things that, you know, I think we all take for granted just a little bit uh, the commitment of the Utah Jazz to our community. And from uh, the Millers uh, on to the new ownership group, uh, adding Dwayne Wade now, who is a community guy, uh, first, last, and always. Uh, and so I think that's that's really interesting uh, in terms of what is the role uh, of these teams in community. And again, I think we've been spoiled here in the state of Utah. Uh, there are a lot of cities around this country who have NFL teams, NBA teams, uh, and the community connection and impact and investment uh, is not nearly uh, what it is uh, coming from the Utah Jazz, and uh, that's to be applauded. And uh, and hats off to uh, all those who've been in uh, ownership positions uh, over the last few years. And again, it's going to be fascinating to see uh, what uh, D Wade brings to the table and brings to the community. Uh, I think he's very intrigued with a lot of what's going well and going right in the state of Utah. And it will be interesting to see how much he really leans into that. Uh, from a community standpoint and uh, the difference uh, that can make for us here in the state of Utah and uh, around the region with uh, all those who are jazz fans. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Kevin Eubanks going to join us. Uh, can't wait for this conversation. Yes, we will talk about drought, but we'll talk about it in a little different way, as we always do on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.